What's up, y'all? Wanted to jump in on this episode real quick just to let you know that we did have some technical difficulties on this episode. We did figure them out um, as we got into the episode, but please bear with us in the first part. There was some great conversation had on this episode, so I hope you still get something good. All right, y'all, let's get into it. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the A Space to Breathe podcast. This is Brennan Allen Steele here, and I'm your host. And this is a podcast for Black men to free, open, and vulnerable away from the pressures of manhood we find in different aspects of our life. This is episode three of the pod, and we have one of my close friends here, Mr. Trey Willis. And on this episode, we will be trying to define manhood, specifically as it relates to Black men. Uh, so before we jump in, Trey, go ahead and introduce yourself in a way that's natural to you, uh, whatever you would like to say for the people. What's up, y'all? Um, Trey Willis here, uh, leader, artist, educator. Um, go find his uh, EP on uh, Spotify. And what's the name of I it? I did again? a little. What's the name of it? A again? little thing <laughs> back in 2020. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Word of advice: Don't drop a music project during the pandemic. <laughs> Um, it's called You Are Not Alone uh, and (laughs) it was a project that I did uh, my first music project short project that I did uh, some vulnerable pieces on there that I'm really proud of and so excited that it's out Um, looking to hopefully follow up on that soon Uh, been writing been taking Mm -hmm. some time away but yeah like I said educator uh, and artist and Lifelong Memphian, lived here my whole life, and really excited about this yeah. uh, space here, um, your work with Breathe, mm-hmm. and your work here in the city, and your life, and the, the things moving forward, so excited to be here at the onset of this journey, wherever it goes, and I'll be cheering you on every step of the way. I appreciate you, man. Uh, I met Trey, I guess, three-ish, two, three-ish years ago now. Oh. Trey worked at a school that I, I am working at now. Um, Trey gave everything he could to the school and then is now going on to bigger and better <laughs> things. But um, Trey was one of the first people I met in the interview process. Um, and then once I actually joined the school, was able to really develop a relationship, uh, friendship bond with him um, as one of the other black male educators there um, and we've had a lot of really uh, cool conversations um, and really meaningful po- conversations for me um, and so but wanted to have him on um, as I show y'all how I have conversations with my brothers so uh, anything that you want to add to our, our origin story that I left out <laughs> uh, no um, I just remember when I when I met you mm. at the coffee shop yep. that day, um, I, re- I remember just leaving feeling like, man, I hope this guy comes. <laughs> yeah. Man, I, I hope I didn't uh, say something that was going to scare him off. But, man, I hope this guy yeah. comes on because I would really like to get to know him <laughs> a little bit more. I was like, yeah. I didn't know where it was going to come, uh, where it was going to go, but I was really excited accepted. Yeah, here. yeah, man. Um, and, I mean, Trey has been one of the major supporters of what we've been doing um, here, specifically uh, with the journal 
um, and was one of the first people I think that actually went through all 45 days. Uh, a lot of guys stopped and started, uh, but you were the first person to give me feedback on it. And so it's going to kind of feel like an exercise in the journal. I don't know if you're ready for that, but <laughs> all right. I'm uh, but uh, yeah, we're gonna dive in. So I always want to start out with a check in. So in the journal, called it. Uh, you're good. You good, bro? Um, and so uh, Trey, you can start us off. How you feeling today? Uh, what things contributing to that feeling today? I'm trying to visualize all the words that you have. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't think that this would have been a word. This probably would have been something that I would have had to write in. Uh-huh. And it would be relieved. I feel... Uh, I feel... I feel relief. And I'll explain that in a second. But I feel relieved. And I also feel very... I guess you could also say that I feel sad in a way. Mm-hmm. And I feel relieved in that. And I am just been coming out of such a tough season mm-hmm. of transition yeah. and loss. And, but I've gained so much yeah. as well. Gained a lot of clarity. Gained a lot of perspective. I've also gained a new you know, sense of energy yeah. uh, and purpose, uh, opportunity. Uh, for the future of Ed in my life, and also today, just reconnected with a, a long friend. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, just left meeting with him. Oh wow! I'm here. We haven't talked in years. Wow. We reconnected today, and like the power of just uh, just communicating, healing, mm-hmm. and being vulnerable to just step into a space as black men and just be like, "Hey, man." Like, that hurt, this hurt, here's how it went down from my perspective, here's how it went down from my perspective, and then just sit together after years of not talking and um, reconnect gives me a lot of relief. It's like a weight that's been lifted off, and then there's a a twinge of, not a twinge by any means, but there's also deep sadness because there's been some loss, Mm. Um, some friends have lost people that are close to them mm. in my life and I just feel very, very, very like sad um, because they mean a lot to me and then when they lose people that are close to them, I feel it, you know, mm-hmm. like from a compassion standpoint, even though I'm not near their, another city, but it's just, I can't imagine, yeah. you know, what, yeah. they, what they could be going through, so that's, that's a very recent development, so I could say that again, that's the paradox of life that you kind of live in, right? really happy right now like i'm telling you something that just happened i just reconnected with a great friend but also in the back of my mind i'm like i know that there's somebody that's buried somebody mm. that's that's also fine too yeah. So yeah that's kind of where i'm at i'm in a good place yeah. a healthy place yeah i'm, I'm excited so. nah. yeah i appreciate you sharing that i feel like you just talked about a whole other episode that we need to have <laughs> around um friendships and like healing and things like that but we'll talk about that another point (laughs) oh i think for me i'm feeling energized um and a little bit like cautious at the same time i think uh 
like coming in. Like we just started school this last week. Um, and it's a really strong start. Um, probably the strongest start I've experienced in my time in education. Uh, but I think that that has me like energized and also like finally getting to start doing these episodes. Like it's a dream that I've had for a while now. And so just feeling like energized in terms of like getting things going. Um, I think whenever, like sometimes I get, I find myself getting caught up in like the start, like, and like, I like have the idea, but sometimes it takes me a while to start. And so like, now I'm like, I've started, like we're starting, we started the school year. I'm starting this stuff with the podcast. Like, things are going and so I think that's been really energizing but at the same time like I am one of my friends says I'm a hopeful skeptic <laughs> and so I find myself always like but like let me not get my hopes up too much like let me like not get caught up in the like strong start because I know the other sh- the other shoes gonna drop <laughs> or like I'm just trying to be I don't know I'm always find myself in a very like um like the kind of like that dichotomy similarly of like feeling hopeful about something, but also like, like, let me not go all the way <laughs> there. So that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, man. Um, bro, <laughs> if I could give you some push, it would be to lean into that, like, the, the good. Okay. <laughs> uh, because, like, the thing about you being a hopeless kid is because you know right. yeah. that yeah. storm is inevitably coming. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And um, the reason I say that is because, like, I had that, I had that same thought. Mm. But it's, 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 as a parent, I was, I was sitting in a car, and I was, uh, I had just picked my daughter up, and I was headed home. I said, in my head, it was a good day. <laughs> I was like, there were no problems today. Yeah. Like, there was nothing that just, like, it was a normal day. Right. I was like, that's awesome. I'm, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That it was just a good yeah. day. Yeah. Like, it was yeah. like a normal yeah. day. I didn't have to solve any problems. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I didn't have uh-huh. to, like, you know, put out no fires. Whew. And it was just a, it was a day that I probably would not have acknowledged mm. other than other than that. Mm. And so, Man, appreciate it. You got to You got to just hold on to those yeah. good days, man. yeah. Because because you you already know something's gonna happen. Uh, so that that would be my push. Don't 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 bypass it. Don't bypass it. You sound like my wife. Okay. <laughs> just, just enjoy it. Enjoy yeah, it while it's yeah. Here. I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying, man. I'm yeah. trying. Well, cool. Appreciate you sharing. Appreciate you pushing me. Always, what happens in these conversations? Uh, but let's go ahead and dive in to today's release point. So that's what I call the topic of the day in the journal um, of defining black manhood. Um, I think I wanted to talk to you about this uh, specifically based on some of the conversations that that we've had, but also just like it's something that I feel like I continue to reckon with myself, um, particularly as like I. I say that I'm constructing my masculinity on like a daily basis. Um, and a lot of it is sometimes like there's like a deconstruction of things that I thought were true or had to be true about me as a man. Uh, but sometimes it's just like feeling an absence um, specifically in like my own relationship with my father of like, like affirming my manhood and helping me understand what it meant to, to be a man. Um, and so 
a lot of times where I feel like I'm like, okay, what does this even mean? <laughs> um, and I think even as we come into this podcast for black men, I think it's important that we kind of like talk about what we mean uh, early on into it um, anyway. So um, I just dive in thinking like when you think about like what it means to be a man, like what comes up for you? Um, and as you're talking about that, like even like like for a black man, does that change? Does that differ? Or is it like, what is that? How did those kind of two identities like interplay in your opinion? I did not have my, my father in my life. So my perception of manhood has always been something that has been forming mm. in, my, in my head mm-hmm. and in my life. And what I mean by that is, like, nobody... Nobody took me to the side and was like, Trey, this is how you this is yeah. this is how you be a man. Yeah. This is how men do this, men do that. And you know, as a young boy, young man, growing up, you form your opinions on what manhood is based off the men you see. Mm-hmm. So those are and then those men become role models or people that you should model yourself after. Yeah. For me, those were my uncles, those were deacons at church, those were <laughs> yeah. pastors. Yeah. Um, those were coaches, teachers. And um and this is taking me back to the journal almost <laughs> real yeah. in that I remember one of the release points or activities was like these I am statements. Mm. And I just remember saying that I am becoming um, That's good. one of mine. And for me, what I've what I've seen, um, and not necessarily that somebody like show me is like, of course, I think that when you think about when I think about manhood or what it means to be a man as a protector, right, provider, I feel like those are like yeah. key things. Like th- those are things that are obvious, yeah. right? Men protect, right? Men provide for their family, mm-hmm. uh, and um, make sure that make, make sure that your your loved ones have what they need. But I think that also men are people who initiate and problem solve yeah. in ways that benefit others. And what I mean by that is like seeing a need, feeling a need, and working to create and cultivate a world worth living in. Mm. And um, unfortunately, I don't feel like we're seeing a lot of men creating spaces and worlds worth living in. Mm. They're creating systems that are making things worse. Yeah. And instead of being agents of change, they are using their innate influence and leadership mm. to to cause harm. Yeah. And so I think that a man should be someone who causes like spaces, people um, to, to flourish.
much. Yeah, yeah. Not that we're, I'm not perfect, and I make mistakes, right? And my wife could attest to. <laughs> right, like, I'm right, not perfect. right. But I think that what I am becoming is a man who acknowledges the the mishaps that I've had, and is working toward like making my home, making the the places that I frequent my work my community groups and groups of friends, like spaces that are healthy and whole. And as a black man, I think it's it's complicated. <laughs> yeah. Because, and it's not because I've wanted it to be, Yeah. but it's just the world we live in. Uh. Um, you gotta move different as a black man. Mm-hmm. You know, you, the same rules don't apply. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're known, sometimes they're not. And it's not until you really get into it that you can, can see what, what, the game, what the game really is. But what I'm trying to do is get out of the game. Yeah. Um, and it, it shouldn't change. It doesn't, my work, as, my life as a black man doesn't change like how those things that I just stated. However, I would be lying if it if I said that I don't move different because of a black man. Right, right. Um, you got to be smart. Right. Because that's how you can do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, in bad situations. Yeah. Nah, you, you said, oof. said a lot of good stuff. Um, I think particularly around, like, this idea at the beginning when you're talking about, like, becoming. Um I think kind of what I was saying in my intro, this 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 topic is like I I do feel that very presently. Um, I think even to like the things that kind of are assumed of manhood of like protecting and providing. Like I think there's like a it's part of me that like innately wants to do those things, but also it's like, but what does that look like all the time? Um, like sometimes it's like. Like, am I, do I feel a way that, like, my wife makes more than me? Like, should I feel a way about that? <laughs> or am I, like, is it good that I'm, like, working and, like, contributing to the household? Um, or, like, when you think about, like, protection, like, I sometimes put, like, the pressure on myself to make sure I'm thinking about every little thing that could go wrong. And then, like, I, like, really beat myself up when I missed the one thing that I didn't think about. <laughs> uh, and so I guess it's like, how do you, like, I'm wondering like how, like one thing I always have to reckon with, I guess it's like, how do I like, like balance like the um, expectations, not, not necessarily expectations, maybe like the, the like imperatives of manhood, um, particularly like, in marriage, particularly like with family and things like that, um, versus like with this idea of like I saw some of these things, but I didn't know how what all went into them. Like I had didn't have anybody talking to me like that. Like you mentioned about your father. My father and my mom have been married for almost thirty years at this point, um, and only within the last two to three years have me and my dad actually had a relationship like a real relationship um and i think that like that was 
a significant part of me, like not knowing necessarily like how I should show up. Cause I like, I saw the things that my dad did and I saw the things my dad didn't do, but there was no rationale behind it. <laughs> it was just like, this is what I see my dad doing. Um, and so I feel like a lot of it has been like, all right, let me figure this out. Like what makes sense for me and who I am. Um, and then you add like being a black man, <laughs> um, and the way you're seen, the way that you're, um, stereotyped, the way that you're like viewed in society, uh, and just how that like impacts kind of those individual nuances. Um, so no, that, that, that was like really, like you like resonate a lot with what you were saying with like what I, my experience as well. I mean, when when we say when we say provider, mm-hmm. um, we a lot of times we think about money. Mm, yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. We need to think. Uh, I want to provide a space for my huh. daughters to feel safe to come talk to me. Yeah, when, uh, that's good. You know, that's good. I, yeah. They're three and a half and one. Yeah. They're babies. But I want to provide a, not just financially, mm-hmm. not just security mm-hmm. in that way, mm-hmm. but provide a relationship with a man that's healthy, right? And that, you know, and again, I don't know. You know, yeah. how to do it. Yeah. Like I, this has not been modeled. <laughs> right, like, right, 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 right. Yeah. I'm making this up as I go. That's why I say I'm, I'm, I'm figuring it out, right? Yeah. But it's my responsibility to mm. do it. Uh, you know, as a man, there is this responsibility, responsibility that's placed on me as a husband, as a father, to, to lead and to... Create a covering yeah. for 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 my family, specifically my wife and my children. Yeah, that's no one else's responsibility but mine. Right. right, right, and I mean, I would love for you know my daughters to be proud of the relationship that they have with their dad. Mm. I know that that's something that's sought after every day and I want to build that because I didn't have it with mine and it's hard to talk about mm-hmm. you know I was in the office and we were going around and we were talking about names everybody was talking about their name mm-hmm. um, and they get to my name and I'm like this is my name any idea who the second or the junior was and I definitely and I don't know who the first yeah yeah and that loss of of me you know that 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 part of me that is that is unknown Mm -hmm. it, it, it it doesn't haunt me as much as it Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. I think that, man, as much as I can control it, mm. 
actively put things in place and create, you know, time, you know, to to spend really laying the the, the groundwork of healthy boundaries, healthy relationships um, for me, my family. I I think that it's just a really invaluable thing to men, and I don't really see it being done well from a hero's perspective mm. share that with you too yeah yeah all the people that i look up to yeah i'll want to be them but then again it's like i don't i don't really want to be them right right you know right, what I mean? it's right. like it's like i i love you as an idea but practically yeah i don't necessarily envy your life right you know right um so yeah I think that something that you said, like, just that made, made me think about it. It's like also like it's like providing emotionally as well. Um, it's like a security, a safety um, emotionally as well um, that I think like often men don't think about. Uh, and a lot of times it's because of like their inability to express and like do that for themselves emotionally. Um, and so I think. Um, that was kind of like the like piece of like transformation for me of like being able to understand how I feel. I now can hold space for how Adriana feels. <laughs> I can yeah. hold space for how our future kids feel. Like I can I can hold space for all those things because I am now like aware and like understand and like that allows for empathy mm-hmm. and all those things from that. Um, but on the other point that you said, I did want to like jump into that a little bit just like uh what is like something that we talk about sometimes is like sacrifice Mm -hmm. um and like what sacrifices like are required to be able to do the things that like we also feel like a responsibility for as Mm -hmm. as men um and so i wanted you kind of like talk about that a little bit like like how, like what, what do you think, what sacrifices do you think are present and like how do you kind of wrap your head around those, those things? Yeah. Um, like I shared with you, I think that we, you, myself and our friends are really high capacity yeah. guys. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I surround myself with really talented people. Yeah. And I don't just, you know, like really talented people, yeah. smart people that, are doing things, are driven, um, have and Lord's hand on their life to really do some awesome things in the world. And I think that we all collectively have a desire for greatness. Mm. And there's this feeling that I mean, we want to do something impactful in this world yeah. that's going to make a yeah. change, it's going to make a difference. And we're all running in, in different lanes, which mm. is amazing. And we're doing good things but at what cost, mm-hmm. right? And as I shared with you, my own, you know, non-academic case study <laughs> that, I, that, I, that I've been thinking about in my head just yeah. around, like, again, my heroes, like people that I look up to, Deem is great, Kobe, mm-hmm. you know, MLK, yeah. all these people, Malcolm X, and I could continue to go on down the line, but a recurring theme 
all those men that I named, and there's more that I could, is that their their wives had to sacrifice a lot, yeah, and their families had to sacrifice a lot, yeah, for them to be great, yeah. Um, to to what extent I I could read about, but you can see that there was a tension mm. within those things and even toward the end of Kobe's life he was trying to get that back yeah. the time back he was yeah. spending a lot of time he was doing a lot of great things and fortunately the tragedy happened um, but most people that are doing life changing work like those men that I named that have literally changed the world you know they're, they, they're, they're, they're the people that were closest to them um, had to you know lose time you know, with them, and you just can't get it back. Yeah. And so, for me, like, how does that impact how I move? You know, and what kind of man I want to be? Kind yeah. of this conversation of different things like that is like, is there a way for me to have both? Like, who? I don't know if there's any way to do it well. And I'm not. There's no fault to Kobe. There's no fault. Like, yeah, of course yeah, not. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I understand it as I continue to go on and I move up in, in leadership and positions and man, it's a, it's a heavy weight. Mm-hmm. And especially when you have, when you're doing something that's literally changing and altering history, yeah. right. It's going to require a lot of you. Right. And so there is, this is in no way a slight, you know, all respect. It's just a, it's just an observation. Yeah. And how I want to, make sure that I move in a way that's like, man, can I be great and also be a great father, also be a great husband, also be a great friend. And if I don't, if I'm unable, right, to be this person that does something that has never been done before or whatever, like, Am I going to be okay with that? Yeah. You know, to lay that down, not necessarily lay that passion down, but I might not be where I envision or Mm -hmm. I, or dream myself of being, or I think I'm capable of going Yeah, because I've chosen a different route. I've chosen a different way. I don't know if that makes a lot of sense, but that's just where I'm at. I mean, it it makes sense. And I'm wondering like, (laughs) Like, like the achiever in me, mm-hmm. the uh, passionate person in me is like, like, where's the joy in that? Like, where's the joy in giving up something that you like? You probably dreamed before you, before you met your wife, before you met Addie, before mm-hmm. you had your kids, like all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, like, how do you, like, where do you like then find the joy in like that sacrifice? Mm-hmm. Um, you grieve for a second, you know. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I recently had to walk away essentially from an opportunity that I thought was really, really for me, mm-hmm. um, because it just wasn't the right time. Yeah. And that's where, again, you have to have a couple things. And I would say you would, I, what I've learned that I would have to have is like faith, community, 
discipline and patience. Like those four things. Like the the, the faith and community piece are like together, and then the discipline, patience is together. Good. Because it's like I have to just trust that God mm. is going to, you know, give me the desires of my heart, and yeah. maybe He'll change, you know, the desires of my heart right. to more what He wants. Right. And if it's for me, it will happen. Right. And not in some wishful, but like God will open the door. God will create the moment. God will will make it clear. Yeah. And the community piece is like I'm surrounded by people that are encouraging me, pouring into me, um, and 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 pushing me on, like and keeping me encouraged in that way. So I have you have this you have faith and community and then you have the discipline and patience. While I may have put this thing on pause, I'm not gonna stop. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. Nah, like I'm still very much so <laughs> yeah. on this. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we just we just on pause right now. Right. You know? Right. So I'm still working. You know, I'm still being consistent. I'm still showing up. I'm still educating myself. I'm still making connections. I'm still putting mm-hmm. in the work yeah. that needs to be done. And now I just need it's coming. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm just again that patience piece. It's like I want it right now. Yeah. Like the achiever in me is like yeah. Yeah. Let's get it, you know. Yeah. But yeah. when you have, you know, and you, Lord willing, one day understand this as on the other side of fatherhood. Yeah, you got you're not just thinking about you no more. Right, right, like, right. Yeah, I could do it, but wife gonna be mad at me. I ain't never gonna see my kids. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. what are you willing to give up? And some people are okay with that. And I'm not knocking anybody's right. decisions. Right. It's just, what do I want to be? And again, the, the way that I move and the way that I'm choosing to move as a man is directly impacted by my life. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, I have, as a child, and until this day, I'm like, I don't want to be like my dad. Yeah, I feel you. You feel me? So it's like, uh, (laughs) yeah, I want to be different. I want to be in my kid's life. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Whatever your situation is, like whatever your life has given you, you could have had an amazing father. You know what I mean? Like, and you might have like done some things, whatever. But for me, you know, this is too important. Yeah. You know what I mean to me. Um and not that and this is not I'm not some like oh this guy's so I don't want people to be listening to this much. This guy's so amazing. Like <laughs> no, like Jesus in therapy. Right. <laughs> and time and yeah. a lot of bump in my head and yeah. a lot of really hard days yeah. has led me to like this right. like where I'm at now. Right. Yeah. Uh yeah. Uh, that's good. I think, man, you, you, discipline and patience, faith and community. I have to keep those. Add to it. <laughs> man. It's just, I just know that without those components, like without like people that I know care about me yeah. deeply, and I mean my faith, and then the people around me that care about me deeply, still pushing me, still mm-hmm. encouraging me. Mm-hmm. If I don't have them, man, I could just silo myself off. Right. And just be in the, in the dungeon of just despair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I think I I've been thinking a lot around um to that point. One like the first episode we talked about community um with my with my best friend, my best man Justin. But um I think that's something that we kind of hit on. It's like just the importance of like that accountability in a way too. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. and. On the other point, it's just like I've been thinking a lot about like consistency, staying consistent. Like you tell me all the time, stay consistent. Um, especially like in the moment where I'm like trying to like build a brand, um, and I do be playing <laughs> like with with debuts and algorithms and stuff. Um, but I think outside of that, just like something that I've been pushing myself more recently is just. Um, to your point of like, like God giving you the desires of your heart, like Adriana will say, like God sanctifies your desires mm. or purifies your desires is what what she says more specifically, and like, um, so that may change a little bit, uh, um, but also like knowing that like that that like diligence, that faithfulness, um, consistently seeking Him, um, like. Though my life may not go the way I think it will, my life has not gone the way I thought it will. I never thought I'd be in Memphis right now, like to, to begin with. <laughs> so, like keeping that though, like knowing that, like even in that, God has like blessed, God has provided, God has like shown me so much here, um, and, and provided a community, um, and things like that. Like I think, like knowing that, like keeping in that will, even if it's not like way i think it will look like it's still gonna be good like it's Mm. still gonna like i think that we have these desires to have impact because we will have impact Mm -hmm. it may not look like the type of impact we think we will right um but yeah i think that that that's that i mean that helped me right now too (laughs) like those those four words i'm gonna keep uh but i want to i want to pivot just before uh we, we kind of close it up, but because I feel like we've been kind of talking a little bit about manhood in the context of family, mm-hmm. context of marriage. Like, but I'm wondering for like uh, the brothers who may be listening who um, aren't at marriage yet. Yeah. Like, what is manhood for them? Like, how do we, how, what would you say to like a single man who just got out of college, just figuring out what it means to be an adult? Like, how do you feel? How do you feel? What would you say to them? Yeah, for the young men out there, <laughs> y'all make me feel old. <laughs> Especially thinking about just graduating college. Uh huh. Um, I think that. you should come to grips and understand that the choices that you make today, you know, have consequences. Uh, I don't think that I really understood that. Mm. And there's some things that I decided to do my youth, my young age that (laughs) I didn't really consider how this would impact me down the road. Yeah. And so 
I would I would encourage young men to really consider the the decisions that they make. Mm. And I mean, and this could be any decision, yeah. any choice in their life, and consider its impact and the how this this thing that I'm choosing to do. Um, where where it's going to lead me five years from now, 10 years from now. I know that that's hard to think about. It's hard to think about the future when you're young and you just, the world is your oyster and you just yeah. like, got so many opportunities yeah. at your fingertips, like everything is a grab. But really, if you don't take control um, of your life, somebody else will mm. or something else will. Mm. And it'll dictate. And then you'll just be bouncing around Thing, the thing to thing yeah. and never fully be grounded in anything. Yeah. And so if, and if I could go back 10 years, I would, I would, I would wish that I was, I mean, I'm thankful for where I'm at now. Like everything that's happened has led me to where I'm at now. And I'm really happy. Yeah. Love, yeah. Love, love my wife, love my kids, love where I'm at. Like God is, yeah. you know, yeah. it's easy to look back and right. connect the dots. Right. But right. when you're in it and you don't really know where you're going, like you, you really have to like you you really need to just make sure that you have again like some 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 good people around you like yeah. a group around you and you're not making a whole lot of decisions in silo like a whole lot of silo decisions not saying that you don't need to just like sometimes you just need to go do things but yeah. like the yeah. more you can bounce ideas off trusted individuals um you won't have to look back and be like man I should you know yeah gone yeah. this way gone that way, did this did that or you know you make it only takes one right right you know poor decision right. you know to really ruin a lot of things and so you got to be careful out here man and um yeah yeah i think it something that i keep resonating with and and keeps reeking for me as you've been talking is the idea of choice um and i think that even what you're saying there's like the choices that you make have impact on your future <laughs> Um, and this point that you made earlier of like how you chose personally to show up as a man. Yeah. And I think that that is an important point too, because I think that, like we said, there's like these innate things that we feel as men, but ultimately how you show up as a man is your choice. Like both of us are making choices daily of how we're going to show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and large part because of the absence of the exa- examples that we had. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think for me, I thought I was a man when I started paying uncle, uh, one of my uh, pastors used to say like, you're, you're, you know, you're an adult when Mr. Bill comes. Yeah. <laughs> so like yeah. when I started paying bills and then my mom's like, oh, you think you grown? And I was like, yeah, uncle Sam told me I am. So <laughs> all these taxes, he took it out. Oh, that's what I thought I was a man when I started paying bills and had stuff in my name. But <laughs> like, uh, to like the actual like idea of like how I'm showing up every day, I think that it is the choice that I that I want to make. Like I think something that we often talk about is I like like wanting to be present. Like I and like that comes from my experience growing up. Like I want to be present mm-hmm. like for my family. Um, and that's how I want to show up as a man. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to stop working at nine to five <laughs> so I can be present for my family. Um, and so, yeah, I think that like, that's the thing that I would say is just like taking that time to like really like interrogate and like be introspective of like 
how do I want to show up? Yeah. And then making the choices that are in line with that decision that you made. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, appreciate you coming through. Yeah. Uh, before we uh, cut out any last things you want to drop, any last gems, any last wisdom. Man, I would say don't like lay lay it down. Mm. Like, lay your lay the lay the lay the weight of expectation yeah. down. Mm. Like yes, have high expectations, but man, like it is God that leads guides and is gonna provide. It's I have there's so many guys out there men out there that are carrying a lot of weight lay it down um, that's the last thing that I would encourage especially young guys it's like, yeah like you know lay it down trust you know discipline patience keep working keep your head down yeah. keep working yeah trust believe you know, have faith but lay that thing down the, the 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 crushing weight of the pressure is all around us, especially as a black man. Yeah. You walk outside, you're a black man, and when a police car passes by me, I'm yeah. like, oh. yeah. Like yeah. you know, yeah. when I'm when I'm in the mall, it's like not stealing. You know yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah. 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 There's a, there's a lot that we deal with, but don't put any extra pressure on yourself. Just just be. Yeah. That's all I would say. Because I know we talk about a lot. Man, that's all that needs to be said. But just that's good. Go. That's good. Y'all, this is this is why I appreciate Trey. <laughs> um, and these are this is definitely a type of conversation we would have um, in his uh <laughs> satellite office. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks y'all for coming through and listening. Uh, man, remember that breathing as a black man is an act is act of resistance. Uh, we'll be back um, next week with episode four. Keep part, y'all.